And then, later on, she gets uh, hit by her father, or, like, previously. And there's this, this plot about how she falls for a guy that is from her trauma. Because the whole, the whole overall subtext of this film is about trauma, and it's about just, you know, the sort of... The sort of um, difficulties of love and about overcoming your issues and about these things haunting you from the past, which again is the same thing with Pennywise, where they beat him as a kid, as kids, and then he comes back to them as adults and he's still as scary as before, which I think is pretty powerful. The idea that this is like a, this isn't like a sort of generational evil. This is more of a, of an actual mental, personal evil. Anyway, speaking of them beating him as a kid, when they do beat him as a kid, it's so strange. Like, I'm not even trying to, you know, I'm not here to put them down on their, on their efforts. But it is very weird the way they do it, right? They don't, you know, they do not, um... They don't beat him over like over an hour, right? It's sort of like they meet, and then instantly they go to beat him. And then in the late later parts, which is the part two, chapter two, whatever you want to call it, basically what I watched the next day today, that's the part where they where they show some of like the more you know the relationship between the characters in Pennywise, right? But purely looking from a part one perspective, that ending is really strange. The idea that they beat him because the uh, I, I I believe it is sorry give me a moment I'm like doing another one of those fake burps. Hmm. So I believe it is Eddie, right? Eddie takes his inhaler, sprays Pennywise, and says, "This is battery acid, and I'm not scared of you anymore." And Bev shoots him with like with a pellet of silver, and then he like explodes. It's so weird. And, and the, the whole reason it happens is because the bully, who, by the way, again, is a 20-year-old, is, like, hunting down the kids so that he can go fight them, or kill them, sorry. It's so, it's so out of left field again with the way that... Where did it come from? You know? Where, where did this, like, whole murder thing come from? I want to see where the bully wants to kill. And I would have wanted to see how the bully takes the blame for the murders. Because obviously that's a thing that happens in the second part. Where the bully comes back because he's in psychiatric care. Because they find him and everyone. You know, the sewers where kids are dead. Pennywise is dead. There's no one to be left for to be accountable. So for some reason, uh, the bully, whose name is uh, Henry Bowers. Played by Jared Blancard. He he admits to doing or like he he said he takes the blame for those murders and it's just very strange to me the way that he does that because it's like i want to see that you know that's like the most thing that's the most interesting part cut out the whole diner thing where it's where it's like a compilation of them laughing and having a good time like a christmas movie and put in henry bowers before a court like put in his mental state i want to see that anyway um and then we get to the second beating of Pennywise, which is the, you know, the, the finale. There's no sort of lead up to it. You know, it's not like, 
it's not like they they beat him once and then he turns into a spider and then they beat him again. He just is a spider. And the way they do it is they go into the sewers again and the boat that Georgie goes to play with when he's killed floats out of the sewers or like the water in the sewers and then Georgie appears. And then they talk to him a little bit. They deny his existence because obviously it's another trick by Pennywise. And what they do is they grab the boat that it just just mysteriously came over this little paper boat that just like floated over they turn it around and it leads him to pennywise now i have a problem with that because that boat right was clearly sent by like pennywise's magic or powers right so why would turning it around bring you back to pennywise because surely he controls it anyway they follow him back and they somehow the the uh the sewer stops being a sewer end up ends up being a cave and like let me just get a little bit of coffee because this is it, it's such a weird crazy ending okay that is hot oh uh so yeah they go they somehow are walking through a sewers and it becomes a cave and then they there's these like skulls and there's this little door and that's where he's hanging out in this little lair I like to think that because the skulls are like embedded in the wall it's not just like a pile i like to think that pennywise put on some music put on like a bbc top 40 and he just spent an afternoon just diying those skulls on there he pulled those at like some pound land or something he he just like shaved them down with like sandpaper to the right like specification and then he like stuck them on the wall and then paint spray painted over them Maybe listen to a, a, a podcast. You know what? I, I think it's. <laughs> I think that'd be. I think that sounds like a fun night for him, to be honest. Anyway, so they beat him again the same way, where he's like, I'm not scared of you, and this is battery acid. And then Bev does something, I don't even know what she does, and then he's defeated, and they kick him, and they tear his heart out. And then, because, um,. Bill has a wife, Audra, who follows him to Derry and Pennywise kills Audra or like ensnares her because he does this weird thing where his eyes glow and then she disappears, right? So so when they beat him, there's this cocoon. Of, I don't know why I'm repeating it because you've probably seen it if you're watching this. If not, then you just imagine, right? Close your eyes and imagine this. When Pennywise is defeated, because he's like a big spider, right? There are these cobwebs, and it's sort of like this big cocoon area, right? With a bunch of people that he's killed. Everyone he's killed is, like, there. Or, like, some people that he's killed recently are, like, still in their shape, right? And they're all, like, stuck up, right? Or, like, hung up in this big cobweb. When Pennywise is defeated, they're slowly, like, lowered. And Audra, who's just been recently disappeared, uh, is freed, but she doesn't talk. You know, she acts weird, she doesn't talk, she's, like, been completely, like, hypnotized. So, in the ending, he, in the happy ending, Bill puts her on a bike in, like, a weird sitting position. And then they ride down a hill, but, like, a road, like a, like, a steep road. And then that wakes her up. This is very strange. And then, pa- uh... Jesus Christ, I was about to say, and then somehow Palpatine returned. No, and then Pennywise does a laugh, and then the credits play, which signifies that he's still alive. And I know I read somewhere that in another Stephen King book, it 
there's like graffiti on a wall that says like Pennywise is still out there or whatever, right? I don't believe it. With well, it's probably gonna happen. A Pennywise, uh, uh, it three. I know they're doing a Welcome to Derry show, which I'm not gonna watch because I'm scared of that version of Pennywise. But if they did anything else in this universe of Pennywise, I'd happily watch it. Tim Curry is a goated actor. He's, I know that's that is kind of cringy actually. Is that does that make does that put me in a specific generation that I said that? He's a very good actor, right? And he killed it as Pennywise. And yeah, so that's that's it. I would give it I would give it a probably like a six out of six point seven out of ten, sorry. Purely because it is it's just sort of strange in the way that it's you know like it's strange in the way that it's the story's built it isn't linear it isn't it's sort of weirdly not understandable if you watch it in part one and part two which people at the time did so there was some space before they watched the second half the first half doesn't make sense on its own or at least I don't think so, because it you know it doesn't fill in some of the gaps that we need to fill, and it just feels like a weirdly storyless story. I think the second half, uh, I think the second half was stronger because I like to see more of the sort of Pennywise haunting, Pennywise messing around, the whole thing of him coming out of the forest to point with a balloon and just like laugh. That is the scariest thing. I could make a whole episode on why I hate killer clowns and my uh, clown pandemic uh, experience, which I might do now that we're talking about this. But yeah, so I think it's a 6.7 based on that. The second half is stronger, but obviously you've got to watch it in one, right? And I think that even if the second, even if the first half was a more conclusive story for its little part one it'd still not go higher than a seven i think because it's it's this campy fun horror but it's not necessarily scary it's not scary it can get a little boring at times but it is camp it's my favorite type of horror it's slashes it's the it's the friday the 13th halloween nightmare on elm street originals you know it's this fun good time so yeah that's my review. Uh, this is a two-parter, so obviously this is day five. That is crazy that we're already here. Uh, tomorrow, I'll watch Adam's Family 2. Goodbye.